you're welcome back to risk check podcast episode 40 deuce 42 baby uh if you're joining us sonically in the words of Rashawn smith you will <laughs> hear that things are very different yes uh my name is ben and i'm Rashawn, and i'm hosting the show today yes we are perilous our fearless leader Yes. Father Dash. Father Dash. Is uh, not around. I don't know what happened to him. Yeah, he's uh, a little under the weather, um, but trusted us to hold down the show. So Yeah, we got the four for you. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that's really it for that. Intro's over. Rashawn, what are you wearing? Um, honorary wrist check. I'm actually repeating the watch. Again? Yes. Not the first time? Not the first time. Not the second time? Not the second time. This is probably the third time. Um, but I felt like I didn't want to put a new watch on until uh, Perry was with us again. So that's an excuse. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, I've got some I've got some things on ice, but um, you know, I felt like I wanted to wear this piece here. I'm actually wearing the Tudor um Pelagos FXD. Mm-hmm. This watch to me is very special. Of course, <laughs> they all are. You guys know all my timepieces are special. But if you guys follow um, my watch collection, I don't own many modern watches. Um, this is one of the few modern watches that I own. Um, and if it were to be any modern watch, because I am such a Rolex fanboy, it would be a Tudor. Okay. Um, I mean, checks all the boxes, you know, traditional dive watch, bi-directional bezel, obviously for timing, um, no date window. So if I were to get a Submariner again, it would be a no date sub. A no date? No date. No, you got to get a date because it doesn't have a date. I guess. Well, then to you that also point, don't own a modern watch with a date. You know what? That's so there you go. <laughs> wow. The, yeah, actually, you're right. I actually don't own a, own a modern watch for the day. What other modern watches do you have? Um, I have this. I have Studio Underdog. Right. Of course, like Casios and G-Shocks. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah, so you need a modern, quote unquote, watch of the day. Okay. I'll take that into consideration. Yeah, that's a box that hasn't been checked yet. Yes. Fair to go. say. Fair to say. Um, I'm wearing the OP, of course. Um, literally, I say it every episode, hard to take off, hard to not put on. It really has become my beater. Yeah. It Also, I haven't worn the Omega in a long time. I just thought about that. Yeah, because that was tried and true. Facts. This might take the place of that. Um, as always, you guys will see crazy B-roll of all the new scratches I put on this watch. Yeah. And there's a pretty bad one now that I added to the bracelet. So I you'll like look that. at it. I like that. Now it's really yours. Yeah. It, I and, dropped and it off words. the table. Yes. Okay. So it hurt a little bit, but whatever. It's mine. You want to share the story about that? No. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Patreon. Stay tuned for that one. Yes. Uh, subscribe to our Patreon, of course. Uh, you know, some exclusive content. Some things worth uh, paying for. Facts. <laughs> um, so Rashawn came up with this crazy idea a couple episodes ago, and he's been talking about it nonstop. Yes. And it's been a watch brand ambassador fantasy draft. Yes. 
So that's what we gonna hit y'all with to start. Yes. So um, we we kind of came up with the idea a little bit like off camera. We were talking about it. I think it really stemmed from my joke about um, my Omega brand ambassador, which is really funny. And then I said, well, you know what? How about we do an episode um, based on that and kind of see if you guys agree or if you guys have any uh, suggestions as far as who would be brand ambassadors for brands that we have mentioned or brands mm -hmm. that we haven't. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I could kick it off because we, we came up with this list and it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, there's going to be some disagreeables here. There, yes, there'll definitely be some disagreeables. There'll definitely be some laughs and jokes. And there's going to be some explaining to do. There's going to be some explaining. We we really wanted to have fun with this and um, for it to actually correlate to just our lives. You know, um, we have some some uh, brand ambassadors here that are very near and dear to us. And, mm -hmm. you know, we wanted to um, commemorate them. So. You know, it, it was only right to have fun with it. All right, let's go. Start it off. What's um, the first brand? So first brand, of course, is my favorite brand, Rolex. Um, unanimously, um, I think we had decided on uh, Roger Federer. Yeah, they did the job for us. Federer is a great ambassador. He's been with them for a long time. Uh, he seems like a good person. We don't know him personally, but we know he does a lot of good stuff out there. Mm -hmm. uh, he definitely represents them well. He's always wearing a Rolex. Yes. His wife has some even crazier Rolexes. Yes. Which I'm sure is a perk of being married to Federer. Yes. But lo and behold, no need to change that. Federer is a guy for Rolex. I agree 100%. I mean, he definitely represents the brand very well. You know, when you think of the idea of, you know, um, Rolex initial mission was to make, you know, the the most robust mm -hmm. and reliable timepiece. Mm -hmm. And what other watch would you wear while you're swinging a racket yep. and, you know, smashing um, tennis balls, um, but a Rolex, you know? Yeah, and also like it's it's been in their DNA since the beginning, right? Like their first ambassador was a woman named Mercedes Gleitz. Yes. She swam across the English Channel with a Rolex Oyster Perpetual on. Yes. So they can prove that's waterproof. Yes. So yes, it's they've been doing. They've probably they well. They are the first brand that technically have an ambassador. Yeah, even though it wasn't known as that before. Very, very true. Um, moving on to our next brand, um, we were talking about AP, mm -hmm. um, and of course we know AP has so many different brand ambassadors, um, or at least uh, silent brand ambassadors, or you know true fans of the brand and, mm -hmm. and represent the brand very well. But um, Ben actually surprised me with this one and it makes a lot of sense because it is so tasteful. And I was like, I agree with that 100%. You want to share? Idris Elba. Yes. Tall, handsome black man in the suit with an AP on. Yes. And you know he wear one covered in diamonds. It's a flex all day. <laughs> All day. Imagine him DJing with one of those rainbow APs on. Exactly. Imagine him showing up to the red carpet with a different rainbow AP on. Exactly. And then showing up to DJ in the after party with a different rainbow AP on. Yeah. It's it's a no-brainer there. No-brainer. I mean, fingers crossed that he is the... Uh, if he's the next Bond? Yes. Woo! That would be amazing. That would be really, really cool. And I think it's the perfect segue to uh, our next <laughs> brand. <laughs> And so we're laughing because obviously um, 
you know, I had shared on the show before, my personal brand ambassador for Omega would be Jeff Bezos. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the one that needs explaining. Um, of course, we know Bezos was wearing um, a custom Speedmaster for his SpaceX trip. Um, but I think with, you know, these really cool and unique timepieces that Omega has released, you're talking about like, you know, minute repeating aventurine like gold speed masters gold speed masters like i think you know at half a million dollars you know of course you know there are a lot of one percenters out there that you know can own this piece but why not have like one of the the one percenter the yes the one percenter represent your brand and wear that watch and champion it and trophy it as like I don't know if Bezos is the guy who won't wear a Speedmaster, though. Really? Yeah. Why not? Kind of leaves a, I don't want to say a bad taste in my mouth, but I think for lack of a better term, I just, I would see Bezos wearing Speedmaster and be like, what are you doing? Okay. But I, so then, uh, okay. So let me ask you. So is he not supposed to wear a watch? He can wear whatever <laughs> he wants. The guy's worth hundreds of billions of dollars. I'm yeah. Jealous. He can own whatever he wants and wear whatever he wants. I just don't think he adds any value to the watch, okay, or to the brand, okay, but I, okay, I, 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 and I I'm get not you there. sure that there is a brand or, or, you know, in this space at least that he could add value to by wearing it. I don't think anyone's gonna say, "Yo, that's cool," because Bezos has it. Well, I mean, not necessarily. Well, how I looked at it was not necessarily like the cool factor. I think more of like his, um, you know, his idea of going to space and like exploring what's out there. Yeah, but so many people have the same idea. Sure, but this guy put it into play. So did, what's my man's name? Virgin Mobile. What, Richard Branson. He did the same thing. And okay. he wore a Speedy. Fair. They kind of have to. But I mean, he was a brand ambassador for uh, Virgin Cell Phones. I mean, it's his company. <laughs> I mean, it's his company, yes. But that's what I'm saying. He He's someone that can be his own brand too. Yeah, but Omega is not it for either of them, is my whole point. Okay, fair, fair. We'll agree to disagree. <laughs> Um, so moving along, um, we wanted to kind of go into Patek. Yeah. Um, is, I think a lot of people will like this one. Yes. And it makes sense for it to, to kind of lean into Patek just because of, you know, what Omega has been doing. And, you know, our prediction is that Omega is like, you know, we're done fighting with Rolex. Like, you know, those kids, like we're done playing with those yeah. kids. We we want to we want to go into the big leagues. We want to play with the big kids, mm -hmm. um, and and Patek is definitely that. They're they're definitely in the big leagues, and um, no other brand ambassador that we would choose but uh, Jay, Jay Z, Z himself. Um, I think Hove is arguably the biggest watch collector that we know of. But, I mean, um, certainly in the hip hop community. Definitely in the hip hop community. Um, fair to say, yes, in the hip hop community and pop culture. Um, I mean, he owns everything. Um, you know, he does everything with style and taste. And if you ever notice, he's kind of like the first to champion or pioneer a new yeah. brand. I mean, he was also the first of the Tiffany dial, Tiffany stamped 5711. Yeah. That's true. Eight days after they unveiled it, he was seen in public wearing one. Oh, of course. Being a Tiffany ambassador obviously helps, but I'm sure there's other people who could have gotten one. 
But he was the first one to wear it publicly. First one to wear it publicly. So he made that watch cool. Of course. I mean, rightfully so. And he does everything, like you said, he does everything with taste, super under the radar. Mm-hmm. And I think that kind of fits Patek Shtick, was kind of like, obviously, you know the big pieces out there, but there's some stuff where it's really, if you know, you know. Yes. And that's the epitome of what Jay-Z has been the last couple decades. Yeah. No, I agree. 100%. Um... I think this also is like a perfect segue from moving on to protect and going into a brand that is very prestige. And um, I, I, I would have to say it kind of channels the same energy as protect in the, um, the master craftsmanship of, you know, gem setting and horology mm-hmm. and just like things that are, that are very, um, I'd have to say heavily sought after when you think of Cartier. Mm-hmm. So when you think of Cartier, you know, you think of the crash, you think of, you know, the fully pave pieces, the Panther, um, you know, diamond encrusted, yeah. you I know. I mean, they do, they do the wild stuff. Wild period. stuff, the, the, the clocks, you know. The Mysterioso wild yes. thing from... Uh, Watches and Wonders last year. Yes. The crazy ballon blue with the diamonds that vibrate. Oh, for sure. Like, um, so you know, Cartier, I think is 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 the perfect brand to kind of um, correlate with um, someone that we actually um, unanimously thought about and 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 agreed on. Yeah, was, we uh, said the name and then it was like it just clicked. Just clicked. Um, Angela Bassett. Yep. So what made me think of Angela Bassett for Cartier was. Omega's doing this thing with Zoe Kravitz, and it's like the watch that they have her in is either like a solid gold constellation or like a constellation with a red and white strap, and it's like very fun, playful, it's young. And then for Cartier, I thought the opposite. Mm. Not that it's not young or playful, just that it's a little bit more mature. It yes. comes off as more elegant. Yes. And immediately, I thought Angela Bassett. Oh, for sure. Um, I mean, imagine, you know, her on the red carpet or even if she was wearing in like the Black Panther film, like, you know. Vibranium Santos Dumont. (laughs) Vibranium Santos Dumont. That would actually be crazy. Whoa. Man, you're on to something. I need to get paid some more money. (laughs) Cut the check, Cartier. Cut the check, Cartier. Yes. But yeah, seeing her on the red carpet. With like a la- that new lacquer Dumont that Zach just got. Zach from Time and Time. Shout out to Zach. And shout out to Minimon and yes. Kara and Co. Because they hooked them up big time with that. Yes, 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 yes. That would look fire. Shout out to Even all that burgundy one. Yes. Or the black one. Yes. The black lacquer. Yes. I agree. That has our name all over it. Kind of want one. Oh, for sure. Um, Moving on to our next brand. Before you move on. Okay. I'm going to cut you off for a second. Because you me. mentioned gem setting when you said Patek and Cartier. Yes. So I was talking to our friend, Maxime. Maxime's a friend of the podcast. He's a tattoo artist. Very yes. well-known tattoo artist. Um, and he loves watches just like we do. And I've known him for some time now. And he listened to the last podcast episode. And he said that he wanted to share two thoughts. So I told him I would talk. I promised him I would mention it on the next show. Okay. And he said, Patek just took shares a Selenitro essay. He said that we should look into them. Eric, our friend Eric, also mentioned them. So they're actually, they do gem setting for Hublot and they're, if I'm not mistaken, they are a stone company. So I'll look it up right now just to make sure I'm not 
saying anything crazy. Interesting. So, let me see if I can find it here. So they do gem setting. They do, they source stones, they have mines. They work with Hublot and Patek just took ownership of them. Really? Yeah. And then he said, he said, we should definitely look into them. And then he said that he came with second thoughts after that. The 5271P, the, all of the new ones that we talked about, right? Yes. The ruby and the, and the sapphires with the blue and the red dials. Yeah. He says, why publicize them? Gem set versions already existed off catalog. And the fact that they are suddenly shown publicly like this is intriguing. A bit of a new strategy, in my opinion, after Patek Philippe lagged behind AP and especially Rolex for a gem set offering. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that? Well, um, you know what? That's 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 actually a great point. Um, but to 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 what I what I'm thinking about when you're starting to offer a little bit more from the catalog or like things that are mm -hmm. attainable to the general public. Obviously we know like that 5271P before would have been application and like you, I mean, it's still application, but I mean, right. you would have never been able to see it in the wild. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I mean, you would, it's just, you probably see it. I mean, yes. in the room we'd have to be in to see that watch. Exactly, be nuts. exactly. But I think brands now, I think it's really cool moving into, you know, boutique exclusive or opening up the catalog a little bit more where like gem setting or um, a little bit of bespoke or customization is actually offered to value clients versus, you know, your 1% of clients, I'd yeah. say. So Salon says here that Salon Nitro has 230 employees. They are based in Geneva and they're the Swiss leader in jewelry creation and gemstone setting in the world of hot horology. Wow. So, yeah. I mean, it's worth looking into. It says, if Patek Philippe requires little introduction, Sela Nitro SA is an institution in the switch watch industry, mm. being the most prominent player in gem setting. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I can only imagine the crazy stuff that they're going to do next with them. Oh, it makes, it makes sense, too. Like, you know, Patek, arguably, you know, you know, or at least like they say that they want to make the most expensive watches in the world. They say that they want to make the most prestige watches in the world. They want to have the best. And, you know, when you compare them to the rest, you know, um, you'll see that there are brands that kind of follow that path. Right. Um, you know, Patek obviously um, has pioneered a lot. Um, but they're also in the space where they say, hey, listen, we can't do this all in-house. You know what? We'll actually. Well, that's the thing. Technically. Well, well it now, in this, now it's in-house. <laughs> but that's so that's what I was getting ready to go into. in-house is also a little strange. Yes. Okay, we, can, yes. we can define that later in a different episode. That's its <laughs> own topic. But that word in-house is strange. Tec okay. For the, but, you know, for for surface, for, you know, for surface level mm -hmm. um, in-house, I think. You know, it makes sense. Um, I think the biggest flex was saying like, oh, like you guys are great, but we'll buy you. <laughs> uh, so after Maxine brought that point up, that, that second point that he made about them being off catalog and not publicizing them, I told yes. him that I agree with it. And I said that no one really knew the other versions existed unless you were already in the know. Yes. And I said that I believe Patek Philippe wants to acquire a new target audience audience regardless if that audience will ever actually acquire those pieces mm -hmm. but they still want the attention yes 
And he said 100% those pieces may be harder to get than the other ones, the more popular ones. You know what he's talking about there. Yes, of course. But the fact that they're now advertising them plus releasing a rainbow piece seems like a direct attempt to position themselves in the space where AP and Rolex is. In terms of having a, a an audience and a crowd of people that want gem set protects. I, 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 I agree with that. So that was that. No, I agree. I think that's I think that's really cool. Um, you know, like we were saying, you know, Patek is the greatest to do it. You know, I think that they arguably can be the greatest of all time in watchmaking. Um, so it makes sense that they would want to step into that true GOAT status. Like, you know, when you think of the arguments of who's the best to do it, you know, when you think when, you know, let's say, for example, Jay-Z, when he had that that line of who uh, who's the best M- MC, Biggie, Jay-Z, or Nas, you know, there's always that three. There's like that Rushmore of like three. Or mm-hmm. when you're talking about watchmaking, you're thinking Rolex, Patek, AP. Well, that's the thing. Well, it's not even Rolex, Patek, AP. It's Patek, AP, Vacheron. When it comes to watchmaking. So when it comes to watchmaking, yes. Or at least I'll say, well, biggest watch brands. Sure. Um, and I think it kind of leads to our next brand and who I think is the greatest of all time to do what he's done in this space. <laughs> and Ben's laughing at me because the next brand we're going to talk about. I don't know where this came from. So when we came up with this, right, I mentioned the brand IWC. And when I mentioned <laughs> IWC. And the next words were Michael Jordan. Yes. <laughs> So when I said, if there could be a brand ambassador for IWC, I would want it to be Michael Jordan. Why? I think um, IWC is a traditional watch brand, kind of like starting its um, roots in, you know, in the States, bringing over the Western influence, kind of gives me a bit of like that Michael Jordan, like dream team. Or let's say even like in the realm of like a Kobe Bryant when he went over to China, like those kind of things where you where you kind of like start here on like homeland and then take your influence and bring it over. You know, IWC, like we said, like in its space is the greatest to do what they've done when you're talking about, you know, aviation inspired timepieces, when you're talking about chronographs, when you're talking about, um, you know, even like. You know, their materials, their the the collaborations that they do, the partners that they work with, working with Formula um Formula One Formula One and the Mercedes team. I mean, Mercedes is like the goat of, you know, car making. I mean, everybody wants a Mercedes, man. Sure. Like the thing is this, if you can't get a Ferrari or a Porsche, the next you're thing you get is a Mercedes. You're not getting a Mercedes, no you're not. Yes, you have so way I'm... more options out there. Well, you do... Okay, so please tell me, first since we're going to deviate from first watches. Of all, first of all, you went from Ferrari to Porsche, which me loving Porsches and Ferraris, I appreciate. Yes. But there's so many more things in the middle. Sure. Lamborghini, Aston Martin. Yes. I get an Aston Martin before I get a Lamborghini, to be honest. But, okay, so so before we, because now we're deviating from watches and talking about cars, which is funny on the show and how we how we do that. But um, I feel like, let's say like Lamborghini, Aston Martin, 
those brands Rolls of, Royce. Rolls Royce. But I'm saying, well, let's just say about those two, because Rolls Royce, I think, is very traditional and stays to their, All to right, their sure. roots. The Rolls Royce ain't making sports and hypercars, fine. Yes. But what I'm saying is that those two that we named are very um, contemporary. Mm-hmm. And they do, they're like chameleons. They're able to change. So you well, are you saying, okay, I'm just trying to break this down real quick. Please. Your thought process. Are you saying IWC is con- a more contemporary brand? No, or no, no. the opposite? I think, I think they're the opposite of contemporary, but still find a way to change their identity. Sure. I can see that. Well, like you said, the use of materials and all that, sure. Yes. Bronze, titanium, ceramic. So the same thing goes for, let's say, like, Mercedes. Mm-hmm. Mercedes, you know, if you take... My, so the first car I ever owned was a Mercedes E320. Now you bragging. <laughs> my first, the first Rashawn car... makes too much money, everybody. Oh, gosh. 50-plus watches. His first car was a Benz. My first car was a <laughs> Honda from 1998. <laughs> <laughs> it was listen it was from the early 2000s so it was it was an old car but you know if you take a E320 today and then you know you fast forward into 2022 uh, obviously you know on the outside it may look a little bit different between you know the shape the contour but it feels similar but it feels similar like you know you can you can drive like an old Mercedes and it still feels new. I remember in that car, it had like this crazy center console and it controlled everything. And like, I'm like, man, this car is like 20 years old, like 24, 25 years old. And it is still like ahead of its time. You know what I mean? Yeah, sure. If that makes sense. No, I can see that. Um, if I had to pick somebody for IWC, it would not be Michael Jordan. Oh. <laughs> uh, it would be someone who's Probably the opposite, and I hope I don't offend you by saying this, but I don't think you're that athletic, Reggie. You're more of the creative kind. Uh, our friend Reginald Sylvester, he's an artist. Yes. I think IWC, for what they want to do, what it seems like they want to do, they would want someone on the more creative side, especially with their collaborations. Mm-hmm. And Reggie, his artwork is will obviously pop it up in the video. Absolutely amazing. Yes. In it's and I told him this when I first went to his studio. It's the first time. So I'm not that into art. That's not a secret. Sculptures, yes. I like things which is still art, but yes, it's different. You know, art on canvas or on like a, a flat medium never really spoke to me. Yes, you know, three dimensional art always did. Yes, That's something you can touch and feel. Yes, and when I first saw Reggie's art in his studio, it it that made me feel something. Yes. He has these these series of paintings that he has that he designs these metal frames. Yes. He welds them together. He then takes sheets of rubber, puts it on the frame, stretches it out, and then cuts into all these crazy shapes out of them so that none of the canvases look the same. Yes. And then just slaps them with whatever paint he decides. Yes. So he has this really big one that's covered. It's just all red paint. Yes. And he told me that you know, it takes months sometimes for him to finish a painting like that because the rubber, the way that it lays on the on the frame that he built, if he hangs it, it'll, you know, obviously it'll create slack and it'll change over time. Yes. So one day the painting is like 
super like scarlet rich red and then drying overnight and hanging there's a bunch of spots of black in it from the rubber and it's like it has a new life every single time yes so he never knows when he's done doing something like that that's amazing and and the hard thing for him is realizing when is this finished yes when can i just let this go and be happy with it Mm -hmm. and iwc i think would need someone like reggie preferably reggie himself yes to design watches for them or to maybe give them cues because they do cool stuff so like some of my favorite stuff the iwc has done is not even that crazy but they just make things look cool like the royal maces watch is one of my favorite watches that they made Mm -hmm. old school military and they made it look cool again yes and having someone like reggie come in and take this blank canvas that could be a pilot's chronograph and have such a simple but still very complex take on it like just slapping a quote-unquote canvas yes with red paint but it changing every single day Mm -hmm. i feel like bringing that mindset to a watch that's endless possibilities yes it's kind of like seeing bronze patina yes so you know what this is this is what i'm going to do because i want to give a big shout out to reggie um i think reggie's supposed to come on the show and you played us you went out the night before and caught COVID. I'm mad at you. Don't do that again. <laughs> oh man, you out of here. <laughs> no, but I, I will I would like to call Reggie a goat. I would like Facts. To, I would He's like selling to... out shows in London. Yes. He's selling out shows in the Midwest, selling out shows in LA. Yes. Like he's a beast. I would love to call I, I He's in several galleries. He's on Artsy. Absolutely. He's a shit. Just look him up. I, I, I would like to say that Reggie is a goat. So I think it might be fair to say that we can channel Michael Jordan and Reggie and make them like you know what? Yeah, sure. <laughs> there we go. Done. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Michael Reggie Jordan. <laughs> All right, next one. Moving along. Okay, moving along because we're having too much fun with this. Um, the next brand we were going into would be uh, JLC. Mm-hmm. And I think JLC is the perfect segue because if you think of IWC and basically what they've done in the States, you know, if you look into what JLC has done in like Europe. Cult following. Cult following. It would it would it would mirror the same as far as just being a watchmaker's watchmaker. Watchmaker's watch. Yep. Um, you know, the design language. um, Staying true, but still being ever-changing because they do share um, ideas and technology. Well, they literally made parts for to everyone you can think of. Exactly. Everyone. Exactly. Um, so and I, movements. So I thought IWC would be perfect and um, no other than um, our boy, uh, Dr. Strange. Ben- <laughs> Mr. You, could, you couldn't say his name? So you I, just called him Dr. Strange? I just called him Dr. Benedict Strange. Benedict Cumberbatch? C- yes, Benedict Cumberbatch. There you go. Yes. Um, I think that he is the perfect brand ambassador for um, IWC. I mean, sorry, JLC, because, um, you know, his correlation with the Marvel films. um, You know, if you think of the first um, Doctor Strange film, it's all based on time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's Time Stone. It's the Time Stone. him, him saying, I don't have enough time, him fighting against time, him using time to um, defeat Dormammu. Mm-hmm. 
I can say Dormammu, but I can't say Cumberbatch. <laughs> but, you know, him using time as his ally um, is something very similar to what we do here. Um, you know, we use time as our ally. We look at our watch. We use our, our watch to um, kind of project our passions and, you know, um, mm-hmm. sometimes get us paid. <laughs> Sometimes he's also yes. like one of the very few people where you could be like, "Oh, that's a Doctor Strange watch." And yes, people know what it is. and people know what it is. Yes, for sure. That uh, Master Ultra Thin Perpetual Calendar, fire, dope. I don't like the silver one. The watch is fire though. Yes. So um, something that you pointed out was that that piece was actually a one was quote unquote the one a, the one he wore in the movie is a one of one it's a one of one yeah, but because they made a they uh made a special watch with a case back for it yes and they technically well not technically they did make two of them yes because they have one that's broken in the movie when it gets to the car crash and then another one once it's fixed yes so two of them only two of them exist out there he has them both yes which is they made a case is, back for it so they can engrave it for the movie which is super cool um I, I think, you know, um, Dr. Strange or Benedict. Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm botching your name. <laughs> but I feel like he's the he's the best um, brand ambassador for, um, you know, JLC. And, like, why not have a movie star, you know, yeah. publicizing your, um, your time And he's pieces. Dr. Strange. Yes. Yes. For sure. Um Moving on to a brand that we actually like, love and appreciate, and is timeless when we're talking about time. Yes, Um, Casio G-Shock. Yeah. Um, None other than Mr. Pharrell Williams as the brand ambassador. Um, I think you know for everyone that's watching or listening, um, you know, if you are a part of hip hop culture, pop culture or anything else you know if you're an nerd fan like you knew pharrell was rocking the bust down g-shock first man to bust down the g-shock first one to bust down the g-shock i remember we was all in the mall trying to cop well not all in the mall trying to cop fake g-shocks but definitely seen some people going to queen center mall yes and buying some fake bust down g-shocks for a couple hundred dollars yes yes that that is very true um i and, and you know what's funny i was very proud to have owned a, a a real G-Shock because I knew so many people that had fake ones. Yeah, they was getting them for like $25 in the stands in the mall. You, yes, I was going to say you get them for $25, $30. Bucks, but the craziest thing was even and back then. And then the then, color used to pay, literally scrape off. It was, yes, Yo, yes. It was too, you wore that joint in the summer? But I, re- sweating I remember on you. when, you know, a G-Shock, you know, you pay, you know, $99 or yeah. you'd pay... Um, one ten. If it was summer. special, you paid one ten. Yes, if it was special, you paid one ten, or some of them were one ninety nine. And I was like, man, two hundred dollars on the watch is no way I could do it. Now this man got two tones. <laughs> yes, Look how far you've come? I, so so far I've come, but I mean, still staying very true to my roots. And um, you know, we have some G shots <laughs> on the way. <laughs> Woo! Woo! So when we said Pharrell. Yes. Right, literally right before we started filming, I was like, yo, hold on. Yes. I have a challenge to this. Yes. Lil Wayne. Woo. Tunchi. Tunchi, also big fan of the Bust Down G-Shock. Yes. Also had 
a bape bust down G-Shock. A bape, that's, that's, <laughs> that's also too, like, you know, when you think about it, I remember when I had a few G-Shocks, I ch so you know I, I didn't have money. You um, hopped the two hundred dollars crystal joint from the mall. No, 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 no. <laughs> I I so I used to I used to trade a lot of clothes and sneakers, and I remember I found a way to trade up for a Bape G Shock. It was like a red, red it, first camo. No, no, it wasn't camo. It was just like a matte red G Shock, and then when you hit the light. It had just like the bape head there. And I was like, yo, this thing is hot. You gotta, you gotta find that again and buy it. I no, I, I I truly do. I have to surf um eBay or the internet and kind of see what's out there. But I remember I did so much to get that watch. And you know what you traded for it? How um, many sneakers? Or was it sneakers and clothing? It was definitely sneakers and clothing. How many pairs of shoes? Not that many. I know for sure, you know, funny talking about Pharrell, I know it was a few BBC t-shirts. <laughs> because I remember t BBC t-shirts were... The Fox t-shirts? Or the ice cream cone? Um, oh, no, I remember. This was back in... This was back in 2000... This might have been 2007. 2007... It was the Fox, but it was when Pharrell started going into the Space Beach. And it was these like um, Space Foxes. And it was like a badge of the Space Fox. Anybody who's a crazy BBC fan, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But um, Insert image, yeah. I gotta, we got to find the image. <laughs> We're going to put it there. But I remember training all of my Space Beach collection for... The Babe G shot. And some Air Max 95s. If it was, <laughs> I regretted that because I want to keep my We were talking about 95s the other day. Yes. Yes. All right. What brand's next? Um, okay. So what do we have next? We've done JLC, IWC. G-Shock. G-Shock. Grand Seiko. Oh, this is an easy one. This is, this is an easy one. Once I said Grand Seiko... We already knew. Shout out to Minute Mon. To the Minute Mon. Derek Mon. Yes. If there's At any- Karen and Co. Shout out Karen and Co. Again. Shout out to Karen and Co. If there's anyone to represent Grand Seiko, it is the Minute Mon. Yep. He hosted the, a GS9 event at Karen and Co. Yes. Which is crazy. Crazy. Joe Kirk was there too. We mm -hmm. had some pretty prominent collectors in, in their community over there. Yeah. Shout out to um, Joe. We saw him in Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. that you unfortunately couldn't attend, but me and Perry hung out with him for a little bit. I did miss. Um, and every time he posts a video on YouTube or on like a short or reel or something about Grand Seiko, it bangs. Yes. And he's super happy talking about it. Oh, for sure. He Mon, Minute Mon loves a lot of watches. I don't think he likes anything more than Grand Seiko. For sure. For sure. He, he radiates happiness when he talks about them. Oh, absolutely. And like every time there's like a new one that comes out that's like, limited edition is special he he has it oh like yeah he, he has to have it yes for sure um one of his one of his videos um that he shared was you know the blue stickers that are on the case backs yeah. of the grand seikos and he said he went to the factory and he seen that there was a single gentleman that placed all the stickers on um these timepieces when i am presenting a grand seiko um that's the that's the first thing I present. I say, hey, listen, you see all these specs, great, but imagine 
you know, that there's a single individual putting just a blue sticker on the case back. You know, yeah, I don't know if they could pay me enough for that, but shout out to that man. Shout out to that man because I don't think they could pay any one of us. I enough. mean, they probably could. Everything got the price. Let's stop playing. Okay. Putting stickers on the case back ain't that hard. Yes. But shout out to him. Um, and to back up the facts, you know, I always refer to um Derek and just like, you know, his passion for Grand Seiko because, you know, we do have um, a niche and a craft for, you know, presenting timepieces and, and, you know, it is a part of our profession and what we've done, but, you know, um, I, I, I still learn from passionate people mm -hmm. like that's the best place to learn from. Yes, for sure. So, um, I mean, thank you. Mr. Minimum. Shout out to Minimum. We got yes. some things in the works for him too. Yes, sir. We'll see him on the show soon. Yes, enough. sir. And we hope that, you know, you guys are learning from Rich Trick Part 2. So there you go. There we go. Um, moving on to our next brand. Let's see what we have here. Brightland. <laughs> this is a funny story, too. Um, because um, if you guys have been following us for some time, um, we had um the honorable um Kelly Yock on our show, mm -hmm. you know, watch legend. She's amazing. Yeah. And she shared this funny story with um, our unanimous um, brand ambassador, Mr. Andre Iguodala. Andre Iguodala. Iggy himself. Iggy himself. Walking into her, her old jeweler with bust down Brightlings. Yes. And asking them to buying Brightlings by the boatload. It's all he collected at the time. Yes. She, she said that him and Seinfeld were probably the biggest Brighton collectors at the time. Yes. And he would just want to bust down bezels to Brightlings. Yes. Like massive, like flying saucer bezel Brightlings. Yes. Which, for whatever reason, I could totally see him wearing. Oh, for sure. Definitely in like the early 2000s when you're talking about, you know, the height of his career. Yeah, he just got to Philly. Just got to Philly got with AI. With, yes, of course. Young Buck, you want to show off a little oh, bit? Oh, for sure. You're definitely getting, a, something, you're getting something buzzed down. Yes. Think about like even like AI and KG, yeah, Stephon Marbury. Yeah, all influence he had back then. Yes. The, remember the huge diamond the earrings that would just like wear your ears down? Yeah. I mean, that was the time to shine. Big timers, bling bling, yeah. you know, Little Wayne, yeah. Baby, Manny Fresh, all those guys. Um, you know, it makes sense. Um, but it's funny that you bring up Seinfeld because um, you know, he would definitely be a perfect brand ambassador yeah, for Brandon too. On the flip, you have Iggy in his younger years being totally ignorant. Yes. Bust down everything, and uh, we mean ignorant in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you had on the flip side, Jerry Seinfeld just buying every Brightling he could get his hands on just yes. out of sheer love and passion for the brand. Oh, for sure. And I think that it's crazy how at the same time you had these two parallels of people who love the same thing. Yes. Just in, and they just wore it and wore it, you know, did it differently. I have to say, you know, to give credit to Breitling, I remember my first, the first luxury timepiece that, that I vintage purchased. Breitling, that vintage that cult? Yes. Yeah, I remember that. Was my first luxury timepiece that I purchased myself. And when I brought the Breitling, I remember I said, man, I got, you know, I got the Breitling, man. They don't know, I'm out here <laughs> killing it. Like, they don't even know what I'm about to do. I'm about to kill a game. And it was so funny because... No one cared? <laughs> oh, man, come on. Play I mean, nice. the, people who, who, the people who knew... Yes. 
cared. Yes. The people that knew cared. But I think, you know, my my passion and, and the love that I had for that timepiece was very influential on anyone else. Because there were some folks that was like... But how many people, and again, that Bradley, the cult you have is small. It's a 30, what? Four. 34? Small. It's is very it? Small. It's a 34? 34. No, I think it's bigger. It might be a 36. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, it's a smaller watch. Yes. You're a bigger guy. Yes. And you put that watch on, and you always get a compliment on it. Yes. Especially when you put it on that, like, cream-colored strap. Yes. Always Which you suggested. Okay, of course. Come on. Pick the best straps. Yes. Bend it out. Is that, there you go. There you go. But you always got a compliment on that watch. It's really good. It looks handsome. And it probably worked for anyone who just wants to give something like that a chance. Oh, for sure. For sure. Um, so definitely, you know, Brightland's going through um, a bit of a transition. They've added some new brand ambassadors. Mm-hmm. They have um, a lot of brand ambassadors. A lot of brand Too ambassadors. Um, but, you know... I think that they'll have their time around again. Um, I mean, know. some of their stuff you can't find anywhere. Oh, for sure. I mean, think of like, you know, the Ducati that they just released. The Triumph. The Triumph. That sold out in like a second. Sorry, the Triumph. Yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, the Triumph. The, the Ducati. Was, the Mustang. The Mustang. Um, you know, the, the, the Cobras. Ford, yeah, all yes, that. Yes, the Shelbys. Mm-hmm. Um, even still, think about um, the Premieres, the Pistachios, the Split those Seconds. Are, those are, yeah, those are hot. Yeah, all that of split the split second chrono, mm-hmm. fire. That yeah. salmon dial annual calendar, yeah, fire. Dope. People talk shit about it. I mean, ourselves included, because we know what watch it looks like. Yes. But for the guy that wants something like that, now they can have it at a real affordable price point. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's still a good watch. For sure. 100%. Yeah. Um, you know, here on Risk Check Pod, we don't watch shame. So, no. If you love Braylon, we love Braylon too. Facts. Um, which moves on to our next brand because we're going from Brightland into like, you know, one of the prestigious watch is it, brands. Is it what I think it is? <laughs> yes, it is. Um, FP Jean. Uh-huh. Um, and if we could choose any brand ambassador, it would be the man sitting to my left, Mr. Woo. Benjamin Goulon. Yup. <laughs> if anyone at Jean is listening, I need some watches. Yes. I will happily pay for them. Not all of them because I don't got that much money. <laughs> but an Elegante, I can afford. Yes. A Lena Sport, I could stretch it for that. Yes. Your watches will look better on me than they will anyone else. Please, just let me get one. Yes. <laughs> Very fair to say. Um, you know, when I think of a brand ambassador, I'm thinking of someone that um, carries themselves and the brand very well um someone that um is charismatic and has a bit of an edge to them um you know and i think when we speak of yourself when we speak of ben um he is all of those things and a lot of things that we probably forget to mention about you i think you are someone that um is a chameleon, someone that can just like, you can wear a men's watch, a women's watch, you can wear a colorful one, you can wear <laughs> you can wear one with diamonds, you can wear one without, you can wear a small watch, you can wear a big watch. Like, you know, you, you, you have that edge and that confidence about you that kind of um, would make the perfect brand ambassador for any brand. 
But because you're so passionate about this one, Jean, cut the so, check. So, so before, <laughs> before I start blushing on the couch, oh, I just want to explain the, the love for Jean and, and how it happens. It's pretty recent. Yes. It's only happened in the last year and a half or so. And it, I always knew about the brand, but I've never seen one in person. I never tried one on. So I always looked at it as it's just a watch that aesthetically I like. And then when I met Eric, mm -hmm. me and him got friendly really fast mm -hmm. because we connected on a lot of things. And we started hanging out a little bit more. And then one day I see him and he's wearing his joint. Yes. And I was like, take that off and you try it on. Yes. And he was like, you know about Jorn? And then right there, clicked. It was a whole new level of like our friendship. He started sending me Jorns. He's been into independent watches. He's been into watches for a long time. Oh, for sure. He's been into indies, especially for probably longer than the more mainstream stuff. Yes. He has a lot of Pateks. Doesn't really care about Rolex. He has a few that are like essential to a collection. Mm -hmm. But Patek, AP, some RMs are like his thing and yes. then everything else is like hardcore indies nice. like stuff that cost insane amount of money they're just simple stuff like he likes a Crivia and rex heprex repi and or work and it's all stuff that i like so we clicked on that pretty fast yes when he took that genre off and i put it on my wrist it was insane yes it's a salmon dial with a mother of it's technically two dials where the numerals are that like outer dial towards the very edge of the watch is mother of pearl mm -hmm. the inside is salmon. Yes. And I put it on and I'm like, I got the same feeling when I put that watch on as when I put on the Patek. Yes. And I was like, I, I have to have one. Oh, for sure. Like, I have to have one. The first Patek I ever tried on was a 5205R. And I was like, I have to have a Patek. In my Love life. a 5205. I have to have a Patek. Yes. And I felt the same thing with the Jorn. And as a matter of fact, I felt it even more with the Jorn because I think the Jorns are aesthetically cooler than Pateks. Yes. If I've, I've say this a hundred times, if Patek is the Rolls Royce of watches, everything just has to be perfect. I think what Jorn is, is if you took a perfect Rolls Royce mm -hmm. and gave it to like Brabus and told them, do whatever you want to it. Yeah. And they just gave you back this extremely cool, very edgy thing. Yes. That, but everyone would still appreciate it. Doesn't matter what you like, you have to look at a Jorn and say, I get it. Yes. I I agree. And I think, you know, the word the word that you use that stuck with me the most is edgy. Um and I think I use that word to describe you. Um very edgy, very different. I, I feel like who I mean, obviously FP himself, but whoever else he has up there making watches with him and designing watches, they yes. got a chip on their shoulder. Oh, for they sure. They just want to make cool shit. Yes, for sure. But they want to make cool shit and still compete with like the juggernauts of watchmaking. Oh, for sure. And that certainly, you know, Patek is one of them. Oh, absolutely. I mean, just think about, you know, their movements and, you know, in the design language. You make solid gold movements. Who's doing that? Nobody. Exactly. And before that, they were brass. First yes. gen Jorns, brass movements. No one would have thought to use that type of material. For sure. He was using tantalum on the watch a decade and a half ago. Yes. I think also, too, like, I use Jorn when, when I talk about just watchmaking and um, timepieces in general. Understanding how intricate watchmaking can be and what it takes to actually make a watch. Mm -hmm. If you care enough... 
your production levels are going to be so low that, you know, um, you wouldn't even understand it. I mean, mean, we're we're on the street. There's 800 joints a year. Exactly. So I was going to say sub a thousand watches annually. Um, and you have other brands that, you know, are in the hundreds of thousands. And then you have a brand like Rolex, which is making over a million. Yes. Um, you know, and it's okay for everyone that, you know, isn't as passionate as, as we are to kind of just say, you know what? I just want the flex. I want this. I want that. I want what's going to, what's going to, where I'm going to get recognized. But the real flex. The real flex is. something like that. Yes. I had this conversation the other day. We, we all love Rolex. Yes. But again, we kind of tend to beat up on the thing we love the most when it comes to this stuff. Oh, for sure. And I wear my Rolex every single day. If I have to go somewhere nice. Yes. I'm not wearing a Rolex. That is very true. I'm probably not going to wear a Rolex. That is very true. Now, if. I want to be, you know, cool or whatever. You know, I wear I wear a suit with a Rolex almost every day. Mm-hmm. But if I again, if I have to go somewhere nice, I it's am not, not your first choice. It's, yeah, it's not the first choice. No, for sure. That I agree with one hundred percent. So shout out to you, Ben, for being our brand ambassador <laughs> for <laughs> FP Jean. And I think um, you know it's a perfect segue into. Um, our next brand, you know, referring to Alanga mm-hmm. um, and someone that is a really good friend of the pod. Another Risk Check alum, though. Another Risk Check alum, someone who has built a passion mm-hmm. in timepieces because I remember, I remember when you and Danny first met. Um, so the cat's out the bag. Danny would be our brand ambassador for Alanga. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember when you first met Danny and I was like, this dude brought a Grand Seiko from you? Yeah. And I was like, because- Multiple. Multiple. <laughs> but you know, when you when you think of Danny, Danny's someone who's very in tune and has his finger on the pulse of culture. Yeah. And he is the culture. And when you look at the culture, the culture doesn't gravitate to a brand like Grand Seiko. The culture doesn't br- doesn't gravitate to a brand like Langa. Nope. But him being of the culture and being very appropriate, him being a staple in the culture and him, you know, um, giving so much to the culture, um, he's able to take his information and spread it like wildfire. Because he has good taste. He understands exactly what good taste is. Yes. And having an understanding of the two different things. He has both. Yes. And he's also not afraid to... Like, Danny looks a certain way, right? Like, he's he's told us his story, I don't know how many times. He walked into Lululemon, and he bought 20 black pants, 20 blue pants, 20 black t-shirts, 20 white t-shirts, and said, this is my uniform. Yes. And he dresses like that with all his crazy sneakers, and he wears all these crazy ass watches. Yes. And for the last like six months or so, at least once a day, he'll send me a longa. Yes. I know longa's on his radar. Mm-hmm. There might already be one in his collection. Yes. But the next time we get Danny on the show, I promise you he'll have a longa. Yes, for sure. Which, you know, kind of 
brings us to being the perfect brand ambassador. Um, you know, Langa um, is one of those like under the radar, but very prestige. Yeah, which is crazy. They have like the highest quality control in the watch industry. Yes. They can literally tell you what watchmaker in the factory made a watch by turning the turning it over. Yes. The watchmakers engrave their movements. Yes. So, with, so that they know who did what. Which also. They go through QC twice. Yes. Before they hit a retailer. Which, you know, if you think about it, when Danny is, you know, um, selling sneakers at DS, uh, District you know, one. District One, um, or, you know, kind of when you go into a boutique and you actually can meet the owner or can um, actually see the guy who's built this um, empire from the ground up, I think speaks volumes to what Longa has done as well. Mm -hmm. um, you have a connection with the person that actually has handled and has um, crafted your timepiece. Yep. The same as, you know, Danny annually puts, you know, shoes on um, people's feet for little to nothing. Have you seen what he's been doing this week on his Instagram? They've been paying people to take shoes home. Really? Yeah. Like they'll post a pair of shoes on their story. Like I want to say every couple hours for like maybe like the last week. Yes. And it's been like negative $20. Like we'll pay you to take this shoe home. That's amazing. Free pair of shoes and some bread. Yes. Which And as the holidays go on, it's going to be more of that. Which, which you know, is unheard of. And is why, you know, he thrives and, you know, it makes sense for what he's given to the community. The same as what Longa is given to, you know, the watch community as well. It's mm -hmm. very charitable. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, who other than, you know, Danny Arango to be the brand ambassador for Longa and Zone? A very prestigious brand, like you said. Oh, very prestige. Um, I think this brings us down to our last brand. You got a smile on your face. Yes. <laughs> because when I said this brand ambassador, you definitely were like 100% with it. Now, we're going to have another one of those Cumberbatch moments. <laughs> Did I see his name? <laughs> yeah, whatever. Just, yes. We're, um, we're going to go into uh, K. Shankin. Oh, Constantine Shankin? Constantine Shankin. Yeah, that's a good ambassador. Um, I don't think he likes watches, though, but seeing him in one would be a flex. Yes. <laughs> um, we're going to go with um, Khabib. Nurmagomedov. Nurmagomedov. I'll save you. Don't worry about it. Yes. Um, make sure he won't hear you though. He might choke you out. Yeah, he might. Um, I chose Khabib, or like we chose Khabib because um, I thought it was very um, anti-Connor. Anti-establishment. <laughs> yes. Um, of course, like Connor is a watch collector um, and he has like some crazy timepieces. We know he has the Pateks. He has the Rolexes. He has the RMs. He got the Jacobs. He's got the sure. Jacobs. He's got the erotic watches. He's got the FUs. He's got everything. He's unapologetic. Whereas like Khabib is just like one of those just like silent assassins. And you know, when you think of- Well, he's Russian. Yes. <laughs> you know, with the ties of Russia, yeah. Um, you know, Khabib can literally kill you with a smile on his face. Yep. There's a there's a fight that he had and in the audio, 
he's literally choking somebody out and he's talking to them the whole time. He's like, just just tap out. He's like, just tap out. He's like, you're not gonna get out. Just tap. Just yes. tap. I don't wanna hurt you, just tap. Yes. <laughs> um, I find that to be um very appropriate for Khabib to be a brand ambassador for a, a Russian watch brand. Oh yeah. Which is also a flex to have. Yes. Kind of hard to get a chicken. Yes. He makes very little watches. They're also they might some of them might look simple, very complex to make. Yes. He does it all himself. Yes. And it's the stuff he does is insane. The Mars Time GMT. Yes. A little silly. No one needs a a wristwatch to tell you the time on Mars, but you can get one. Yes. He's the only one making it. That's amazing. The smiley face watches. Crazy. My favorite one's the Minion. The Minion is dope. Minion bangs. Minion is dope. Um, we spoke about Chaykin last episode, too. Yes. With that Barron's um, collab. Yes. It's hot. I want one. Shout bad. out to Barron's as well. Barron's, please send the watch. We yes. Um, I mean, you know, when you think of a brand like Shankin as well, it's like very similar to Longa. Um, you know, they are the prestige of their region. So, sure. you know, when you when you think of Patek, you know, you think of Geneva. When you think of Langa, you're thinking of Germany and like the prestige and like everything that comes out of um, you know, Germany and 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 um and things like that. And then when you think of Schenken, it's Russia. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like everyone has a bit of that prestige in their region. Um, and you look to someone to kind of like stamp the flag or like place the goalposts. Yeah, I mean, Chaykin's putting on for Russia for sure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Also, too, I love what they what they did with their initiatives, you know, during the times of turmoil. You know, they're like, hey, we are from here, but we do support what is right and what's, you know, and 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 humanity and et cetera. And yeah. obviously not to get into politics and get too political, but you know, um watches are very monetary and you don't need them. And you can yeah, just no, no one really needs these. You can you can simply just make watches and keep your mouth shut. The same as like, you know, shut up and dribble. But you know, when you put forth the um your your influence mm-hmm. and you use your platform to kind of speak on right and wrong and what humanity um needs um speaks volumes because you could you you know we 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 come from an era of cancel culture yeah you know you can be canceled from just you know saying the right or the wrong things but you know being unapologetic like you know, shaking and saying, hey, like we stand behind what we believe to be right, um, kind of speaks to our brand ambassador, Mr. Khabib. Yeah, he's he doesn't take shit from anybody. That's no, sure. exactly. My favorite Shaken watch too is a, something a lot of people might not even know about. But it's called the cinema. It literally, there's a pusher on the bottom of the watch. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a rectangular watch too. There's a pusher on it, mm-hmm. a little window, it plays a movie. No way. Yeah, it's like horses running. It's a scenic thing. Oh, I love that. It's crazy. 
That's dope. Yeah, we'll pop that in here too. It's kind of wild. People have definitely seen like the Joker and the Minion. Yes. Then the Mars Time GMT got a lot of press around it when it was a thing because it looked so crazy. Yes. But the cinema is it kind of went under the radar because it's probably his most normal looking thing, mm-hmm. which says a lot once you see the watch. But it's just nutty how it works. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know. I didn't. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. Makes is, a lot of sense. Is that all the brands? Um, that is all the brands. No, we didn't talk about. Tell RM. Me. Oh, see, you threw one out there. Richard Mill. McMillie. Not McMillie. He's flipping them. <laughs> no, he, he's no good. He's back for business. He got oh. a line about flipping Richard Mills. He can't be the ambassador. No, he can't be the the brand ambassador. He sells uh he sells watches. <laughs> Meek Mill is your local gray market dealer for RM in Philly. He might be. <laughs> um. Oh shoot, man. Richard I'm tired Mills. of seeing Formula One guys and yes. athletes and Richard Mills. Yes, I'm tired of it. Yes, we I, I like I mean R.I.P. But I want to see like Stephen Hawking and a Richard Mill. Yes, like that's someone who would appreciate it. Oh. The crazy tech and materials? Yes. Neil deGrasse Tyson. <laughs> Richard Mill ambassador. Take an arm to space. Yeah. That would that'd be dope. That's what I'm saying. An arm hasn't gone to space yet. No. See, look. I'm going to be the first one to take an RM to space now. <laughs> Put me on Blue Origin with an RM. Listen, we said it first. There's a couple of things that we said first. That came true? That came true. So Rolex making a titanium dive watch is one of them. Yes. And it being almost 30 gram is another one. Yes. That's very true. A Tudor Ranger being a thing. We call that. Yes. You know what we need right here? We just need like a crystal, crystal ball. ball. Yes. A genie and a lamp. <laughs> um, I mean, this episode was really fun. Um, I think that kind of wraps things up. If you had to make a watch, what would it be? Hmm. Oh man, if I had to make a watch, I'm gonna say I'm gonna go with my number one brand. I'm gonna go with Rolex. You'd make a Rolex. I would make a Rolex. Okay, how would you design it? What would it be? Um, I think I would make it all black. Okay. Something that they've never DLC done. DLC Rolex. Ceramic. Okay. Bracelet. Bracelet for sure. Okay. Um. What model would it be? I think I would bring back an oyster quartz. Okay, ceramic oyster quartz. Ceramic oyster quartz. I wouldn't care if it were to be a quartz movement or were to be automatic. But that should be quartz. We could keep it quartz. It should be quartz. So we'll keep it quartz. Um, the reason why I would say ceramic oyster quartz is because 70s design is my um, design language. Mm-hmm. It's my favorite era in watchmaking because it was very design driven. Um, technology wasn't there. Well, a bit when you introduce quartz, of course. But um, I mean... I think for sure, design, integrated bracelet, Gerogenta, all those kind of things, I'm going to say for sure 70s, and it will be Oyster Quartz. Okay. I want to be selfish and say I designed the Jorn, but I did. I said that for the Sotheby's episode, so I'm not going to say it again. What I would want is 
a wrist check podcast G-Shock. Woo! And we got to make four of them because our producer just stepped back in the room. So we can't leave them out. Yes. So it'd be four different watches. You can, oh, well, five, five, fine. We'll do five. (laughs) (laughs) We'll do five. Yes. So we'll do five G-Shocks. Mine, if I was to pick one, I'm going to go with this style because I never owned one growing up. I want a Frogman for myself. Yeah. And if I did it, I think I would go with like, you know how you have that G-Shock, like that frosted blue case? Mm -hmm. I want like a frosted green, but like super dark, like super, super dark. That'd be cool. I remember the first Frogman I fell in love with was just an olive green Frogman with black buttons. Mm. So I would kind of remake that in my own image. So I would do a frosted green. The buttons, though, I would have them be like clear. Okay. Or steel. Just do steel. Yeah. And then it would be on a Velcro strap, how the Huff 2100 is. Yes. And it would just be black Velcro with like really crazy iridescent stitching that you can't really see until it hits certain lights. Yeah. So it's like stealthy, but not stealthy. Doesn't know what it wants to be. Mm-hmm. Can't blend in. Doesn't know what it wants. But yeah. if you put it on, it works. Yes. For Perry, if I had to design his, I'd go all orange for him. Yes. And if I had to pick a style of watch, I think I would do the one of the full medals in orange. Yeah. But not just like, not a weird orange, like a brassy, bronzy kind of orange. Yes. And then when you press the light, it says Father Dash. <laughs> Father Dash. You know what's funny? If 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 I can chime in on designer and G-Shock, I think I would love to do um, that traditional, and I don't know the reference, but you know the reference, the OG reference. Yeah. It's like the frosted blue one you have. Yes. Yeah. Just like the frosted blue. Um, I do a tricolor. Because of course, like that's the the, the tricolor is our logo. I do like uh, a tan or like a beige or like a khaki kind of like um, brownish. I wanted if for lighting, I would do what Banford did on theirs. They're not the first to do it, but I think they did it the best. Tell me where it's like reverse. It's like the screen's black, the display is black, yes. and then when you press the light, it comes on instead That'd be of dope. just like the numerals being black. That's dope. That's dope. But if you did like khaki, khaki um case, some color, some like orange interchangeable strap, straps. Interchangeable straps, black, whatever, mm-hmm. like different two, I would say two different color straps, because we've done that before. Well, think about the the Rubik's Cube joint. Yes. You could change the case and go from black to white. There you go. That'd be hard. That would be. Hard. That's what we should do. I know G Shock got a platform out there. We can full find a watch. Yes. And you could just swap cases. Really? So it's just one package. Let's do it. G Shock, cut the check. Consultant fee. Yes, please. Um, I think that does it for episode 40. Deuce. Uh, follow watch us this. on all the platforms TikTok for the children, Spotify with video. Yes. YouTube, Instagram at Risk Check Podcast. Yes. What am I missing? Patreon. Patreon. Please, please subscribe. There's going to be more stuff coming on there. Our website's going to be up very soon. We got our first story going up this week. Yes, sir. I'm not going to give you a, 
a hint as to what it is, but it might be an Oris. Woo! So with that being said, deuces. Deuces. Thank you for listening.